0: Good afternoon, you're listening to Radio Reverb 97.2 FM, this is Burden of Proof with
1: Colin and Reese. Hello. It's lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet, well lovely to meet you too, Yes. 15 years ago. Yes. Um, we're going to start with uh, with the tune, as is customary, yep. on uh, Burden of Proof. This is a pre-record, so I'm afraid uh, uh, emailing in is a bit fruitless, but uh, I hope you'll enjoy it anyway. Yes, yeah.
0: and it also means if we have any contemporary gags we might make, yeah, will not be all that relevant.
1: No, no, we're only we're only a couple of days away from our live broadcast anyway. But just to pre warn you, if you're thinking of emailing in and no one responds, it's not because we don't love you or we do. appreciate you. We really, really do. We really, really do. Uh, Colin, what are we going to start with? We're going to
0: play with Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Home? Why not? Eh?
2: And I was thinking about myself And when there she was In platform double suede Yeah, there she was Like disco lemonade yeah. I smell sex and it yeah Who's that lounging in my chair? That casting, the fear in my direction. Mama, this Charlotte is a dream. Yeah, yeah Mama, this is a dream. Yeah, yeah Mama, this is a dream. Yeah. I smell sex and. that lounging in my chair Who's that casting devious stares in my direction Mama, this surely is a dream Yeah, Mama, this surely is a dream Yeah, Mama, this surely is a dream Yeah Yeah, Mama, this must be my
1: Sex and Candy by Macy Playground. Macy's yeah. Playground. Something.
0: I think it's Macy Playground, or maybe Marcy Playground. Actually. Oh yeah,
1: well, who knows? Uh, we've just come from um, from Imbu, uh, the uh, the street artist. The uh, Someone proclaimed him as the Banksy of Brighton. I believe it was the Independent. The Independent referred he had, uh, to him as the Banksy of Brighton. Indeed, but he—he's—he's uh, he's got a show on, and uh, and he's someone that we know, but we're not—we're not allowed to uh, reveal who he is. Obviously. Oh, is he like Banksy? He's a got little bit a secret identity. In view, there we go, and uh, it's at No Walls Gallery on uh, Ship Street from uh, the fifth until the twenty-eighth of August. So, you've got so you got time. Stuff go was
0: already selling. One of his one of his prints was already sold. Yeah, out.
1: they're flying off the walls yes. of No Walls. So you should check it out.
0: I'll also add that No Walls is a very misleading name for that gallery. It has got walls. Yeah, it's got a lot of walls.
1: I think that, I mean... It's
0: actually got more walls than you expect. Cause it's got, like, regular flat wall and then slopey wall.
1: Yeah. It's got you know, more walls. Different types of walls. Also, you know, an art gallery with no walls. What was the point of that?
0: Well, I think maybe that's what they were going for when they chose the name.
1: Ah. Clever. They're clever, those art people. Yeah,
0: not clever enough to pick somewhere that didn't have walls. Right. But clever enough to come up with a kind of... Deliberately incorrect name. Anyway, yeah. Yes, moving on.
1: <laughs> so there we go. Uh, a good collection uh, of, uh, of of Disney-inspired a lot of it stuff, um, but uh, not not something for the kids, I would say, uh, no, for not the most part.
0: <laughs> not all of it was kiddie-friendly.
1: But very good, nevertheless.
0: NSFW.
1: Yeah. And... Um, there we go so uh, the reason why we're doing a pre-record is because uh, I'm going to Playgroup Festival which is uh, very exciting. Tunbridge Wells and, uh, and that's where I'm right now if you're listening to uh, yes, when you listen to, to it on when you would normally listen to your
0: Saturday song. 2 o'clock
1: Saturday 2 um, and it's, it's, it's shaping up to be quite good quite interesting this big bunch go
0: is it am I allowed to reveal on air what your costume was because each person who attends get allocated a costume don't they?
1: well they get allocated an animal and then Sorry, they, an they have to try and uh, build a costume although I've done nothing towards have you done nothing that end toward at all.
0: It. no I are going in only a couple of days
1: yes I'm supposed to be a stag so I, I think I'm probably just gonna find some twigs when I get there and maybe gaffer take them to my head
0: could you not do something with coat hangers, like a m- metal wire coat hanger, and then some papier mache around them?
1: Yeah, yeah. Had I done this, um, maybe sort of a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, maybe
0: like a girl's headband you could attach them to. Could have done. I mean, have, I'm just, I'm winging it here. To I'm be honest. Improving.
1: To be honest, I mean, yeah. I mean, in 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 not even thirty seconds, you've come up with lots of different things that I could have done, but could have, and would have, it. should have. The Last words of a fool. And I didn't do any of those things. I I haven't done anything. You left it. At all. Yeah, I was just gonna wear something maybe brown and attach some twigs to my head in some way. Maybe put a little brown circle on your nose—that's
0: shorthand for a deer or a stag. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or I I mean, I could get some kind of like L plate thing going on. Wear a tutu. Oh,
0: I see. That would be. Is Playgroup Festival the kind of place that would appreciate your ironic interpretation of? No, because I I don't
1: think it's very original either. To be honest, I think I think a bunch of people would be like, "Well, I'll just go as a stag on a stag do," and then uh, and then just. You know. I don't think that would work. But there we go. So that was, that's that's why we're doing a pre record. That's why you can't email us. Although you can email us and we'll pick it up next I'll week.
0: I'll say we'll pick it up next week. I don't want yeah. you to completely put you off. You'll just have
1: to get delayed gratification. Studio at radioreverb.com with burden of proof in the subject title.
0: Yes, you might be listening and you might think I'd like them to play a certain kind of music next week. Yeah. We've been fairly solid about playing us. Last week we were asked for some old school David Bowie and we put some old school David Bowie on We did. For that we we're asked for some Jimmy Eat World, we got some Jimmy Eat World. We can we,
1: we can, can acquire. Cater. We can cater. Yes. For all needs. Um, this. Uh, this. Unless week, we don't like the song you want. Yeah. In which, in which case, case we we'll just pretend be. that your email got didn't get through. Yeah. There we go. Um, we. Uh, it's been in. Well. Recently, Lolsec has been back in the news again. Oh, the, um, the hackers! The hacker, because uh, because someone called Topiary, um, who may or may not actually be Topiary, who may or may not actually be Topiary, um, got arrested and, yes. uh, and is and is somewhere in shackles. I imagine. Yes.
0: Gonna... But it's increasingly looking like the Topiary they arrested was not the Topiary Topiary from Lolsec.
1: Oh really? I more, don't know if I, more I, post, than one I, I did
0: post a story about this to my Facebook wall. I'm sad that you didn't read the article. Well, you
1: post a lot of stuff. That's true. Fair. That's true. And a lot of other people post a lot of stuff as well. So maybe it just got refreshed, and yes. you know, just. Got and you have out. a lot of friends. So. I've got a lot of friends. Yeah. I've got over 300 friends. Well, there you go. There you go. Who's counting? <laughs>
0: The the, basically the story is apparently Mm. that the the person who does the media stuff because he was kind of the spokesperson for LulzSec Topiary for a large part he did a lot of things on the Twitter feed and all the rest of it, and um, but apparently he he took his identity from someone else on the internet who was apparently annoying referred to as a troll oh right yeah um, who called himself Topiary. And basically took his details and used them whenever he presented himself on things. And these people are hackers, so it's not that hard for them to kind of pretend to be someone else as well. So he basically, someone who was a bit of an idiot, chose an online identity. And this guy just took that and then started pretending to be that person. And they reckon they've they've arrested that person, not the spokesperson.
1: Oh, right, I see. And so the spokesperson's still out there being a spokesperson. They've arrested the annoying person who was... They've,
0: they've, annoyed, they've arrested the troll whose kind of online identity he stole. It's, it, right.
1: it's not like identity theft, like someone's cloned your credit Surely card. Surely it's quite easy to tell, though, because of IP addresses and all this sort of stuff. And the but the
0: thing is, IP addresses are remarkably easy to hide, shield, block and dupe.
3: Oh, if you,
1: if you're in the know, I guess. Yes, and it's this is one of the reasons. You know how.
0: This is one of the reasons that using an IP address as identity for criminal things is really, really shaky ground, mm. because you really can't use it to identify. This, the second you know what you're doing, it's so easy yeah. to fake an IP address, generate your own IP address, make sure no one can't can see your real one.
1: Well, I mean, with the with the prevalence of a sort of free Wi-Fi in pubs and bars and cafes, and surely, surely, surely you can just walk into it and and, and, and you're on their some IP places address. you don't even have to put in a passcode or anything like that right. you can just get on there and uh, download all sorts of stuff upload all sorts of things and uh, and get away scot-free and they would be like well someone from here and you would be like well pfft. and this is one of the
0: problems just recently actually today I appreciate this is a pre-record so slightly less contemporary on Saturday okay. when you're listening to this yeah. but um, a bunch of new government policies came out around uh, copyright uh, fair use things like that because mm-hmm. our rules are particularly archaic in the UK and they had a review of them recently but one of the less good pieces to come out of that is this idea that they're going to start the thought... Because in France and places, you get a three strikes for oh, right, uh, copyright infringement. Yeah. But it's three strikes of accusation.
3: Mm-hmm. And when
0: they accuse you, it's going to cost you £20 to appeal the accusation. Which kind of undermines the whole innocent until proven guilty idea. Yeah, yeah. Because they make the accusation often based on an IP address. And,
1: and you've got to fork you, out 20 quid. And
0: you've got to fork out 20 quid to appeal it. And if they agree with your appeal, then you get your 20 quid back. But still... The idea that you have to initially pay after an accusation doesn't seem doesn't seem right to me no, personally.
1: it's not right. Uh, I was um, I, while I was reading the news, uh, it, is, it reminded me that um, that some of my family are originally uh, like way 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 back uh, from the Shetland Isles, and I was sat with uh, with a friend of the show, Jamie, and um, and we were just idly sort of uh, going through Google Earth. Oh, yes. I and mean, it's past time of anyway. Fun. Yeah, I, fun. I could spend hours on Google Earth. Uh, but it occurred to me, uh, looking at the, the Shetland Isles uh, on Google Earth and Google Street View, that really there's not a great deal to do there. So Bad. you know, I think that could be, in some way, responsible for uh, for this young man's sort of straying from the path that uh, that, that people maybe Just intended not for him. Because because you know, give the give the boy a skate park, give him something. Yeah. You know, give him a McDonald's to hang around.
0: Give the kids something to do. Yeah.
1: Uh, so and there we they'll go. They'll be hacking you. Or they'll be hacking into the mainframe, yes. whizzing through the uh through the like zero cool. The virtual world of cyberspace. Uh so there we go. Uh that's an uh, interesting topic. Uh here's the Smiths.
4: moment, I could have sworn the whole place was dancing together Like a technical or musical with a rusty drum machine And even more optimism I can't remember what song it was I spent a while in the ladies' toilet bitching and chatting with the girls as it came and went They never seemed to mind me in there They must think I'm harmless Which I am, but secretly I fancy them all. By the time I decide to rejoin the dance floor, the dry ice is settled and the lights are up. So we grab our coats and bags from the makeshift DJ box and head downstairs. Time for round three. And then, outside, we hear glass smash off a wall and suddenly we're surrounded. First you feel the threat in the air Then you hear the growls Hunters on jellies Closing in as your stride quickens just enough Trying not to show fear But desperate to escape But there's always a straggler And before you know it They've got on the road A frenzy of kicks and spits and stomps And it happens so fast There's just nothing you can do Thinking about finding my coat, my second favorite daughter of darkness smiles a promise
1: through the Sunday morning haze, and it looks like I'm staying here. There we go, "Daughters of Darkness" by uh, Arab Strap. That's the first time I've heard that actually. I um, Thought you might like that. I've
0: been re-listening to Arab Strap. I kind of re—I listened to him years and years and years ago, I've yeah. kind of recently rediscovered them. Do you know? What, been i going through their old songs. I
1: absolutely love that. That was there was. um there was no talking between Colin and myself during that song because when you hear something new that you really like, you just think, oh, well... No, have got to listen to that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I
0: respected that by remaining silent.
1: Yeah, which is a rarity, I must say. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, the Daughters of Darkness by Arab Strap, that was preceded by uh, this charming man by The Smiths. Yes. So uh, a couple of cheerful tunes for you there on yeah. your Saturday afternoon, uh, and uh, a few things to think about if you're going to go out in the well, bright and night a Good
0: pre-weekend after. song, that Arab Strap song, I think. Yeah, yeah. It goes through of. the whole gamut of emotions.
1: Yeah, I, I really like that. I really like that. We have to remember that one. And uh, glad you enjoyed it. Riff. Yeah, good. Thank you very much for that. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so there we go. And uh, and obviously you can uh, you can email us as we say that this is a pre record this time. We're not live, unfortunately, uh, but we are here with you. Uh, you know, guiding you On radio, you Reverb. radio Reverb Radio Reverb 97.2 And uh, email us Studio at Radio dot com With burden of proof In the subject title And we shall pick it up At some point In the near future Yes we,
0: you We've already discussed Why we're doing the pre-record Which is because You're off to Playgroup festival Yes indeed But a part of this Is also that I am off To our once The city where We both once lived Yeah Norwich Where this radio show Began its life the city of The fine city of Norwich For a stag do <laughs> My second stag do In as many weeks yeah, we had well, do last weekend as
1: well. Uh, it's exciting times, uh, and uh, and Norwich, I'm sure, will be delighted to have you back. I'm sure we'll welcome you into its bosom with warm um, and open arms. Yeah, I and think Prince it,
0: of Wales Road, which is kind of the Norwich equivalent of West Street, it is a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Picture it.
1: It's a bit small. Uh, well, I don't know if it's. A bit small I don't. Know, I
0: think it's expanded now because it goes right across the, uh, the bit by well, the cinema and all that lot. Not to turn this into Norwich chat, but I think it's actually maybe a bit bigger than West Street now. Mm -hmm. I think maybe if you counted West Street and the clubs that are in that kind of splash along the seafront where West Street pours out onto, then that's about the same size as Prince of Wales Road in Norwich plus the waterfront area. Yeah. Riverside
1: area. The riverside, the riverside complex. complex.
0: Where um, Norwegian blue and squares were. And you used to work in squares? I did used to work in squares. And you walked out in the middle of your shift. Did, because they I, I played
1: had, a jar rule song. no I had a very good reason I had more than more than just living it up by jar ja my it. reasons it was it was because it was it was just a, a university job that I just thought you know I, I'm just doing this for a bit of cash uh, and I don't want to um, you know commit anything to it I don't, I don't want to make friends with you people you know I'm here for a, I'm here for a reason I'm here for one reason and that is just to uh, get a bit of cash and, uh, and and I came back after the Easter holidays I think it was and um and someone had decided that uh, because it was called Squares, that um, at the end of the night, the uh, all the staff uh, to sort of signify that the night was over uh, and, and it was time for everyone to go home, uh, should get up off uh, off of that thing. Well, well, all the staff should get onto the bar, which you know is slick had, with drinks. Yeah, four hours of kind of like serving cocktails, and you know, there's there's all sorts of, on the bar. And it's all yeah, and it's an absolute nightmare. And if you, especially if you're wearing a pair of like loafers, uh, you know they've got no grip on those things. Or if you're a female boxed staffer who's wearing high heels. Indeed. Uh, so there we go. And uh, and they wanted everyone to get up and dance to "Hip to Be Square" by Huey Lewis in the news. Um, but also, top like on top of that as well, uh, they they made people wear these um, t-shirts that said "I want sex on the beach" on the front. And I and I was like, I'm really not happy with this. And, and you, don't,
0: you don't even want sex on the beach, just yeah. everywhere. And,
1: and I used to be able to get away with it because uh, no one else wanted to work in the cloakroom, and I loved working in the cloakroom because I just sit sound, there and read a book. Yeah, and uh, and you know, for about for about half an hour at the beginning of the night and half an hour at the end of the night, he'd have something to do. For the rest of the time, you just sat there, people watched. Fascinating job, and uh, and yeah, but it was it was my turn to actually um, this this week to be one of the people who had to get up on the bar, and I was just like. <sighs>
0: Not I don't, for you. don't really want to do this. Not worth minimum wage no. to and risk then, your neck, literally. Yeah, and yeah, and
1: I was and I was just sat in the in the in the back bar, trying to prepare some glasses and, and half and half for the cocktail makers, uh, and Jar Rule Living It Up came on, and I thought this is not for me. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna uh, and I and I, I walked upstairs past one of the dancing girls on the podium, went to the staff room, got my jacket, naffed off.
0: Yep. I don't know if you have never this. Never to be seen again. But I have a handful. Apart of... from
1: when I bumped into them about sort of a year later in town and they were like, oh, hi. What happened to you? And I was like, Rule. Yeah, yeah Jarul. Jarul happened to me. And uh, I left.
0: I don't know if you have this, but I have a handful, and there's only a handful of anecdotes I will tell about friends of mine, mm. even to people who've never met the friend. Oh, right. Because I think the story is funny enough. Yeah. That, and you're. My mate who walked out of a job in a nightclub because they played Ja Rule yeah. is, is in my repertoire. Well, Tim Goodwin's probably been the biggest source of yeah. these anecdotes, but yeah. you, I, I want you to know that you've got one in there well, that's with good. that story. That's good to know because it made me happy that you just walked out on the basis of Ja Rule.
1: Because if anyone's ever questioning my integrity, yeah, I, exactly. I bust that story out and then case closed.
0: Yeah, no, whenever I have to defend your honour, which is very often yeah, because there's a lot of bad mouthing of Reese goes there's on in lot, this town. Yeah,
1: well, there's a lot of dishonourable talk yes. going around. Uh, there we go so uh, that was uh, my, my Jar Rule and Norwich Square's experience yes. uh, it once w- again you
0: hijacked a story that was meant to be about me and my stag do into a story about you did I? no oh, I not really I didn't really have much to say it's it mm. interesting that I, having not been on any stag do. Mm. I've now been on two well I'm going to have been on two in two weeks
1: they're like buses
0: they are they're exactly like buses <laughs> it's that kind of witty <laughs> observational <laughs> humour that's going to make you the next Michael McIntyre
1: I hope so I hope so uh, I hope uh, so even invented my own style of walking oh, um, nice. it was while i was uh while while i was looking at uh shetland isles on google earth oh yes. jamie and i that uh, we were just looking on um i just love google earth anyway but um we were looking in the sort of caribbean kind of area because he was like oh bermuda mark twain said something about bermuda said you can keep paradise i'll stay in bermuda or was that a good if that's mis- well, not the bermuda triangle i don't know if that's misquoted from
0: my angle sorry Quite I was talking about the Bermuda Triangle. You were talking,
1: carry on. Barry Manilow. Um, any, any chance to get Barry Manilow quote out? Well and you are there. Um, so yeah, we were looking. We were looking at Google Earth, and uh, and we're looking at these Caribbean islands and stuff. We we just got onto the topic of, of the fact that uh, David Copperfield owns uh, one of a, a set of Caribbean islands. Like he owns, he's, he owns this big one. But then he's he's also kind of bought, even though it's you know quite a distance away. It doesn't look that big on a screen, but I imagine it's quite a distance away. He's bought these two islands. Like that are close to it, just so that it's it's not so overlooked. No cramps him. So yeah, exactly. So it's not overlooked at all. and uh, It's like the
0: equivalent of putting your bag on the chair next to you on the train. Yeah, to try and stop people sitting
1: there. Yeah, a little bit, it's
0: like but on an island scale.
1: On an on an on an on a greedy island scale. But yeah. anyway, so he's bought he's bought this island. I think it's called Musha, mushake or something like that. Uh, and he lets people stay on on this island. Oh, that's sweet. Man. And uh, and we were talking. We we're just talking about who owns islands and stuff. Went onto some websites about you know who owns, you can buy some Who owns cheap. what Caribbean island? And I was like, well, uh, and then when we I said, I wonder, is there a website that yeah. Yeah, and there is and there's, yeah, yeah. there's, loads, there's quite a few of them, uh, like privateislands.com. And I thought that it was a great, it was a great thing that because I just sort of imagined, sort of like you know, rich and famous celebrities and stuff going online to look at the island website sort of thing. Because you know, but fifty years ago, when you know, um, celebrities and people started having enough money to maybe buy one of these islands, for instance, that you know they would be in a very small community of people who were able to buy these islands which they still are yes but you um, wouldn't be able to find out what islands now we can are. all window shop yeah and it's just like and I just love the idea of sort of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie sort of trying to remember the name of this website because they're drunk one night and they want to buy <laughs> like what can you remember what it is and you know having to sort of like having to like- sit there at a computer and type it in just like the rest of us private com or whatever and having to go onto it and it's just kind of it's a great leveller because it makes me think
0: Yes, we might not be able to afford an island, but we yeah. can all access that website. But we
1: can all access the website in which, because because normally, obviously, like islands for sale, uh, before the internet, you'd have to be in the know and seriously. You'd need to talk to brokers and all sorts to even be in in the running. You know, unless you're unless you're in a position to buy an island, no one's going to talk to you about selling you an island.
0: The conversation I like to imagine, when you mentioned Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, oh, right, okay. Let's say they're buying an island. This
1: is not going to get filthy, is it? No, not at right, all. Well. Okay.
0: I like to imagine them arguing over the islands. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but this one, this one's a bit bigger. Yeah, but that one's got, like, a little jetty.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, but this one's got spiders. I don't want that one, because it's got, yeah, one's got, that one's got, you know, plague. Yeah. Because I bet the cheap ones have got, you know, rubbish insects. Or... Well, yeah, I mean, you can, buy, is, you, can you, buy, you can buy,
1: you can buy, like, our islands in Panama for, like, for, like, 30, 30 grand or something.
0: I know, you can buy some really cheap islands. Yeah. But there's a couple of problems, from, from my point yeah. of view. Yeah. yeah, okay. For buying an island. One... Global warming, you're not particularly high above sea level on a little island. No. So there's every chance that pollution could render your investment pointless. If it's an atoll or something. Well, exactly. So you need... A, that's a problem. B... It's not a good place to really retire to or anything. I mean, you're not going to have access to the post office or your GP, mm. Tesco.
1: No, absolutely. You're
0: not going to be able to do much shopping. Amazon probably don't deliver.
1: And it's a little bit like that thing where, um, if you know, the only people that can buy expensive flash sports cars are older people who find it very difficult enough. to uh, get in and out of them and look a bit silly in them. Uh, but, you know, obviously, uh, some of the, these islands, it's amazing when you look at some of these islands. It's just like, it's just landing strip and then a house and then a beach and you just think Mm. god that's some I bet some pretty good parties go on down there yeah yeah who's going to stop you yeah exactly
0: oh it's a bit loud that's why Copperfield got the other two islands yeah no one's going to complain about noise pollution when you're off on your own
1: island so you can have a party but you know I wonder because when you look at it there was um, sort of websites man uh,
0: the parties would be crazy they now only now yeah. have I realised the implications of having your own island yeah insanity in the parties
1: <laughs> you're going have some mental parties uh, Jamie was telling me real problem back.
0: though if you run out of ice you're like oh well can't get any yeah I mean, the next flight comes in next week.
1: I imagine they'd have ice machines. I you suppose. know, if you, if you were probably... Yeah, but I mean,
0: how are you getting electricity? Like, how, how are, you, are you generating your own? Yeah. Have you got, are you bringing fuel out and they'd burning have, that? Have you got a generator?
1: They'll have petrol generators, I imagine. Yeah, you so, mean, so, you know,
0: you just, you've got to bring a lot of stuff with you to run everything.
1: That's no, it's true. But then I guess if you're the kind of person who's got the resources to buy an island, then you'll probably have the resources to buy a load of stuff to uh, but how many put people, on that island.
0: How many people, like you or I,
3: mm.
1: have
0: aspired to island ownership? And have just thought, I need to own an island. Yeah. And really scrimped and saved the 30 grand to get the budget island. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what they've got. Yeah. Uh, right, now, I can't get to it.
3: Yeah.
1: Because
0: I can't afford the private plane charter yeah. that will get me there. And when I am there, I can't build anything on it. Yeah that must have happened there must be someone who yeah. hasn't really thought through the implications of having the island and they just have an island and they tell people about it yeah. and maybe show them pictures
1: one day I'll go there yeah. well that's I think that's 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 the key distinction between being able to buy something and being able to afford something because those Ooh. two things are oh look at you with your wisdom very very you're very. like an owl indeed so wise um, yeah so uh, well uh, we're going to play a little song because we've been chatting for a little while so uh, here is yesterday's news by the gossip <laughs> original and best uh, community radio station radio reverb 97.2 thank you very much for joining us more specifically you are le- you're listening to burden of proof with colin and reese and, and that was you. no doubt and that was just a girl indeed i thought the two songs quite well yeah. quite nicely, really. you also
0: faded up the microphones just as i stopped singing along so that was very considerate of you yeah because there's some things people don't need to that hear.
1: Would turn people off mm, indeed uh, i watched uh, juno was on um,
0: Oh, I remember on, that film. Uh, more for, uh,
1: for, is this going to be your
0: better it? late than never review? Yeah, I thought it might be.
1: Yeah, yeah better not?
0: late than never, where Reese reviews a film far too late for the review to be useful to anyone.
1: Indeed, uh, and I really like Juno. You know, i I've, as you know, as people who listened to the show possibly last week, I would have heard. I've, I've watched quite a few of uh, that that sort of genre of uh, mm. of film quite recently. And Juno, uh, you
0: know a little bit more kind of. Uh Indie, twee, yeah. hipsteriness.
1: Yeah, 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 pretty pretty hip. Actually, Michael Cera, very good. Yes. Make, as always.
0: Thinking about it, and this is a point I made right at the beginning of the show, the, the song we started the show on... Uh, Ed. Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Feels like a song that would fit in on the... It's not on the Juno soundtrack, yeah. but it feels like that song would have fitted in on the Juno soundtrack.
1: When did Juno come out? Because uh, it, it seemed to sort of... There was a lot of songs on there that were very sort of like uh, folky kind of uh, stuff... Very twee kind of songs. Isn't a lot it?
0: of um, Moldy Peaches and uh, Adam Green oh, stuff okay. wasn't there, yeah. as I recall. Because um, I think th- we've got a Moldy Peaches song somewhere in my big stack of CDs.
1: Because I know that uh, adverts for a little while went absolutely mental with that kind Lots of music. Lots of twee like, yeah. around the
0: same time, actually. Yeah. Like, a lot of the adverts saw Juno and said, "Let's go twee."
1: Yeah, and I think that's um, that's kind of it's it's dying out a little bit now. I say. I, suppose. Mm. I think it's, it's still like li- folk. Sort of Laura Marlin, Noah and the Whale, Johnny Flynn.
0: I think it's a yeah, it's a very American thing as well. I think it's still kind of going in America, and I think Noah and the Whale was the kind of British picking up on it. Mm. So I think it still does exist. You're right; it's wound down. It's not had it's not the huge thing it was, but I think it still exists a bit more in the States among yeah. a kind of gentle indie hipster kind of crowd.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the bands that I'm going to see at um, at Playgroup is. Uh, I know that I know the lead singer. She did the PGCE with me, and uh, they're, they're called Skinny Lister. Mm. And after uh, off the
0: Red Dwarf character.
1: Uh, I hope so. I like to think so. I, I didn't get a chance to ask her that, but yeah, we've got Lister in it. Then it must
0: Speaking be. Speaking of which, Red yeah. Dwarf season ten has just been commissioned, or Red Dwarf X, as it's being called. I thought there
1: was any. Hmm.
0: They did that UK Gold one. They're calling that series nine. Oh, are well they? Oh, yeah. all
1: right. Okay. Uh, in that case, fair enough. Um, the story checks out. But is it going to be Rimmer? Or is it going to be... It's not going to be Kachansky, is it? It's Who's the, it's the original four. The original four. They're
0: talking about bringing Holly back as well, but they don't know who will play Holly.
1: Norman Lovett or Hattie Hayridge?
0: Well, I...
1: Who's your preference? I'm not
0: sure. I prefer Norman.
1: Norman... Uh, Hattie Hattie. Because Queeg is Quig the best episode. <laughs> <laughs> is the best And episode. Norman was excellent in that. Yeah, yeah. No but uh,
0: they're talking about bringing that back. But um, it's not being written by... Doug and Grant it's, it's just Doug Naylor oh, but right. not thingy Grant Rob Grant Rob it's Grant. Rob Grant and Doug Naylor yeah it's created the Grant, Grant Naylor. Naylor and Rob Grant is not involved which no. means bad things as a rule Well cuz generally both of
1: them. well cuz uh, cuz obviously with the books and, and apologies to anyone who's not a Red Dwarf fan but this the next couple of minutes is going to be pretty much Red, Red Dwarf, Dwarf Chat. <laughs> Red Dwarf heavy um you know, it was there was such a clear distinction between um, between Infinity Welcomes, Careful Drivers, Better Late Than Never, and then Last Human. Mm. And Last Human was very, very dark, and that was just Grant. That was Rob Grant on his oh, own. Was that Rob Grant on his own?
0: I think so. But then Doug Naylor wrote um, Backwards. On no, His own, no, no, and they both branched off differently. So, yeah. those two books didn't sit together, yeah. So, they're both branching off of the same story they'd written together previously.
1: Because Last Human is Last Human is nothing like anything,
0: no. But I can't remember which actually, I'm not sure which one the two it was did Last Human and which one the two did backwards. Mm. But either way, they both need each other, yeah. They're like yeah. Liam and Noel or they John are. and Paul, yeah. They need each other for that to work properly,
1: or Millie and Vanilli.
0: Yes, well, they needed a cassette tape to sync. They needed a lot more than just they needed, each other. <laughs> they didn't need each other so much.
1: Um, but no, it was yeah, such a, such a, a vast contrast between what it was like um, between the original uh, cassette recordings and and then Last Human, which was just so dark, really. Uh, mm. there were not very much funny stuff in there. Ben the Elton
0: and what's his face? He wrote Blackadder.
1: Yeah, here's the other one? Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis.
0: Yeah. Curtis and Elton need to be together, or neither of them work. One of them will just go off and do romantic comedies, and the other one will just do rubbish.
1: Quite good romantic comedies, though, in a kind of...
0: Oh, yeah, he's like, plugging along, but it's not Blackadder,
1: is it? No, it's not Blackadder, but... Come on. But Blackadder's... you Come know, it's, it's of a time and a place. It's of a certain... They
0: did some other... I think they did some other work that was good as well.
1: Which brings me to... Um, uh, I was watching um, TV this afternoon, and Goodnight Sweetheart was on. Oh, that got bleak. And I thought, oh. That That was heavy
0: going very quickly.
1: uh, That was a
0: sitcom that forgot that you were supposed to ignore the implications of what was going on, that he was basically cheating on his wife uh, during war. You were supposed to ignore that and gloss over it. And for the first few episodes, they kind of did. And then someone felt obliged to address it. And then it became a very heavy, bleak sitcom. Well, uh,
1: I mean...
0: Not really a sitcom anymore. It just became like a maudlin drama. It was just a sit.
1: Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I was watching it. And it must have been one of the later episodes of it. Uh, and I don't. I mean, I, I kind of associate that with you know way back like early nineties type yeah, stuff. Yeah, I remember but, it started. But in actual fact, there was a, there was a character in there who uh, he he met in the kind of wartime um, part of his life, and uh, and, he, and he was called Anthony Blair. And he the guy Anthony Blair called himself Tony, and he was kind of doing kind of doing sort of Tony Blair impressions. And I was like, how weird! Like, it must have been around. It must have been around ninety nine, two thousand, or something. Because Labour only got into power in 97. Yeah. And for him to sort of like, I don't know, for him to sort of like be so...
0: It could have been, I don't know, I'm really not up on my goodnight sweetheart, but it could have been during election run-up though, because Blair was leader of the opposition for a long time. Mm, And he looked like he was having an inevitable... You know, it'd be like doing a a caricature of Cameron pre-election. Everyone knew, you know, that would have been a figure people Mm. knew and could parody. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, possibly, possibly. But
0: to be honest, I also, as I recall, that series dragged on.
1: Yeah, it was yeah, it was pretty dire actually. I must say, pretty boring. Poor old Nicholas Linhurst. Uh Yeah, yeah, should have just left it at, um, Honey Fools and horses. Yeah, all <laughs> right, it
0: needs an income. <laughs> um,
1: another film that I watched quite recently, which uh, was kind of recommended um, via stumble and other things, was um, which is a Ten Miles Per Hour have you seen it
0: not not even heard of it
1: it's um it's on this great website called moviesfoundonline.com. And uh, and it's just full of, of it's 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 quite a good source of of sort of collating um, lots of different documentaries and stuff that you'd normally find on Google videos uh, it's obviously very good for uh, conspiracy theory videos oh yes
0: yeah. and you love that stuff so
1: inclined um but it's it's got a lot of other very interesting sort of independent films and things like that and, and 10 miles Per hour is one of them which is a story of uh, these two guys who decide that they're going to do something and quit their, quit corporate America and uh, and ride across America uh, from Seattle to Boston uh, on a Segway. But uh, well, it's pretty much just one guy on a Segway and the other two following behind him very slowly in a Jeep. But uh, they do the whole thing at 10 miles per hour, and it takes them like 100 days, and they end up at the Segway factory. And uh, and it's quite a nice little inspirational story, and, it, it, and I stayed up until... The like Segway's that.
0: electric. Did he have to recharge it? He,
1: he had lots of batteries, lots of different batteries. Yeah. Uh, but there we go. So moviesfoundonline.com, very good uh, website for uh, lots of little documentaries. If you, if you, if you, if you've, got an, if you've got an hour or two hours to kill, uh, then uh, then then they're, they're all free. Just get on there and uh, have a watch. Uh, we're going to finish with a song. Thank you very much for joining us, and uh, and we will be back this time next week. Uh, but for now, we're going to play. Daft Punk with Aerodynamic
0: which begins with some wacky church bells as I recall.
1: It does indeed. I might as well just uh, sort of start just let playing. Let them play it. while we're talking, because really, they're that. not fun to
0: listen to.
1: <laughs> uh but uh, 97.2 Radio Reverb Burden of Proof